Greetings. This is Marcus Staples, your servant Jesus Christ, coming to you with another edition of Unpacking the Theology, the show that unpacks the reason behind the rhyme in Christian hip-hop. Now we're going to do things a bit different today. But before we do that, I want to give you guys a little warning of what's coming up over the next few episodes. So this week and next week, we're going to be taking a look at a song by Beautiful Eulogy. After that, we're going to be covering Shylin's album, The Atonement. Well, not the whole album, but we're going to be covering six of the tracks during the six weeks of Lent. And then, after Easter, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. But I'm still working on the details of that one. But you have to wait till it gets here to see for yourselves. This show, we're going to be covering Beautiful Eulogy's track, The Size of Grace, from their album Instruments of Mercy, put out by Humble Beast Records. Now, when I was working on the script, something couldn't escape me. For every episode, I like listening to the song two, three, four times in a row. Something struck me about but I couldn't figure out what it was. Then it hit me. The lyrics to the song, when read without the music in the background, sounds a lot like a hymn. Yep, that's right, a hymn. Those songs that you sing at Sunday morning, the ones they play with the organ or the keyboard. My church, they play with the piano. But whatever instrument they play it with, a hymn is a hymn. But why do I note that? Well, it's important. And we're going to find out why after we read our scripture reading for this episode. Our scripture comes out of Colossians chapter 3, and we'll just be reading verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts. So, how does this song sound like a hymn? Well, if you've never heard it before, I'm going to read you the lyrics. But first, for comparison, I'm going to read the lyrics to a popular hymn. Come now, fount of every blessing. And I'm going to try to do both of them without putting the inflection from the actual song into the lyrics. I can't promise I'll do a good job of it, but bear with me. Come now, fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount I'm fixed upon it, mount of God's redeeming love. Here I find my greatest treasure. Hither by thy help I've come. And I hope by thy good pleasure, safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God. He to rescue me from danger, bought me with his precious blood. O to grace, how great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, O take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Now, beautiful eulogy. And for this I'm not fit for the task to craft words with adequate passion to match the size of grace. Beyond anything I can grasp, but it grasps a hold of me, so I hold on tight and hug it back. Surrounded by grace that surpasses the past, beyond anything we could hope for or ask. How can words describe the word made flesh? The best way to understand him is to understand his death. What he set to accomplish and fulfilled with every step. He was sent from the Father, God's gift to the world. 
gave his only son to purchase sons and daughters, to make us one with the Son and one with the Father. Took upon himself the condemnation we deserve, resurrected after death, and he promised to return. Filled us with the Spirit to seal our election, and to protect us until the day that we share in his resurrection. The size of grace, how great the size. The gates of heaven are open wide, and people of all kind are welcome inside. Should have been denied, but instead God replied. He said, in your place, my son has died. His death gave you life, it's the size of grace. Innocent blood that was shed to erase every trace of sin for a chosen race. It's the great exchange, it's the power to change. The gospel, salvation for all who believe. All for his glory, overcoming our hatred and sin with his divine love. See, apart from beautiful eulogies lyrics being a bit more wordy, they're pretty similar. Both are praise songs to God about what he has done for us. So why am I drawing this parallel? It's because, as I said, hymns are important. Why are they important? Well, for one, music is a very powerful force. It was created by God and it has an impact on us. Many times in the Bible is it sung that the heavenly hosts are singing praises to God. There's even a whole book in the Bible dedicated to songs, and it's called the Psalms. The roles of hymns in the church serve several purposes. I'm going to highlight three of them. The first one is they help us praise God. The second is they help focus us on God. And the third is they help us to teach and admonish each other or, you know, to build each other up. So the first point, they help us to praise God. When the Holy Spirit is in you, it brings praise out of you. It, that's just the natural response, the natural reaction. Kind of like when you're really joyful, you want to express that joy. And oftentimes that joy is expressed in singing. Songs are just a natural and powerful form of human expression. So it's only natural when the Spirit of God is in us that it wants to come out in the form of songs. And hymns help us to do that. Hymns also help us to focus on God. Singing helps to eliminate distractions. We can focus on the melody, on the flow of the song, on the rhymes, instead of being distracted by things around us. And when the lyrics are pointing us towards God and reminding us of who he is and what he's done for us, it becomes a powerful tool that we can use in our worship. Hymns also help us to build each other up as a body of Christ. Hymns are more than just songs with nice lyrics. They help us to imprint the word of God on our hearts. As we repeat the lines and as we're introduced and shown the same themes in a form of song that's catchy, it puts that word in our hearts. And the words from hymns are words that come out of scripture. And so it helps to teach us. Not only that, when you're singing a hymn inside of a church, you're actually confessing those words with the corporate body and also to the corporate body. So as you sing a hymn, you're not just singing it to yourself or singing it to God. You're also singing it to the people who are around you. And by singing it, you're confirming that you believe what those words are saying. And the people who are singing the songs around you are also singing those songs to you, confessing what they believe. So it helps bring the body together and confess the same thing. Hymns are corporate in nature. So why am I tying in hymns with our track? Well, first, let me tell you what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that we should replace hymns in the church with Christian hip-hop. Hymns and corporate worship serve a very unique function, and those definitely should continue. While Christian hip-hop may praise God and focus us on Him, 
It's also by its very nature passive, and it doesn't encourage a unified singing together. You can't really sing along to a Christian hip-hop in a group setting with a group of people. It's more a passive listening. And I'm also not saying that Christian hip-hop has a place during the worship service. Now, I'm not going to comment for or against that, but I just want you to know that the purpose of this episode is not to point that out or make an argument for it. But what I am saying is that there's plenty of Christian hip-hop out there that edifies the Christian in the similar manner that hymns do. It's never the genre or the type of music that makes something Christian or not. It's always going to be the lyrics. And many Christian hip-hop artists, Beautiful Eulogy included, take a lot of time to, to craft their lyrics towards scripture so that they're teaching the same thing that scripture teaches. In fact, that's the purpose of this podcast is to show you how the Christian hip-hop artists and the songs are teaching the same thing as scripture teaches. I myself have been built up by Christian hip-hop. Because of it, I have a firmer grasp of my faith. I know more, I now have more scripture memorized than I used to. It's brought in my theological vocabulary quite a bit, and it's shored up a lot of the doctrines that I believe. It's really solidified my faith and been essential to my growth in Christianity. See, Christian hip-hop is more than just entertainment. It edifies the Christian. So if you're new to Christian hip-hop, go to our website, unpackingthetheology.wordpress.com, and find more Christian hip-hop artists. On the site, you can search by artist or by theological topic and find stuff that interests you. If you're a Christian hip-hop veteran, head over to our Facebook page and let us know some of your favorite Christian hip-hop and tell us the story of how it's impacted your life. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash unpacking the theology. Next week, we'll cover the content to this track. This episode was just to introduce you to the song. Next week, we're really going to dive into the meat. If you want to hear this song or you want to buy the album, you can find a link to it in our podcast feed or on our website. Again, the URL is unpackingthetheology.wordpress.com. We hope you could join us for our next unpacking. Thank you and God bless. The love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, filled with the fullness of God, the size of grace.